The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of my story living with lupus i'm your host susan Hendricks, and i'm so glad that you could join me on this friday hey i got a question for you did you know breast cancer is the most common cancer among african-american women well in 2019 about 33,840 new cases of breast cancer are expected to occur among black African-American women. Overall, breast cancer incidence among black, non-Hispanic black women is lower than among white, non-Hispanic white women. about the most common reasons for hospital stays for lupus patients. Hey, that'll be next week. I found this to be important also because we don't exclude anyone here at My Story Living with Lupus podcast. We include from motivational speaker. Yes, she's a mother, a wife, and a grandmother. I'm talking about Tasha Brown. She's telling you how she survived breast cancer. So stay tuned and join me right here on my story. About 202,260 new cancer cases and 73,030 cancer deaths are expected to occur among blacks in 2019. African Americans have the highest death rate and shortest survival of any racial and ethnic group in the U.S. for most cancers. 
since 1990, however, the overall cancer death rate has dropped faster in blacks than whites among both men and women, largely driven by more rapid declines in blacks for cancers of the lung, colorectum, and prostate. As a result of this progress, the black-white disparity in cancer mortality has narrowed, and more than 462,000 cancer deaths in blacks were avoided over the past 25 years. Cancer facts such as these are presented in the updated edition of the American Cancer Society's Cancer Facts and Figures for African Americans. This publication also provides the most recent data on cancer incidence, mortality, survival, screening, and risk factors. A breast cancer diagnosis is more likely to cause an early death for African American women than for white women, research reveals. The only 55.9% of the black women who were diagnosed with breast cancer stay alive five years later. It's unlike 68.8% for white women of the same age and who are living in the same region and who are diagnosed in a similar year. As per a 2013 study, the study compared the black and white breast cancer patients who had similar demographics, features, and similar tumors and noticed that the survival gap of 12.9% narrowed to 4.4%. But when the researchers based on white patients, with not only similar tumors and demographics, but who also had similar breast cancer medications, the gap shrunk further to 3.6%. Up next, you'll hear from motivational speaker. She's a wife, a mother, and a grandmother. I'm talking about no one other but Tasha Brown telling you her story of surviving breast cancer. So stay right with us. and creator of Right Side of 50 and I am my sister's keeper. 
Sheila Smith, motivational and empowerment speaker, is available for your next empowerment event and conference. You can book her for your next event at rightsideof50 at gmail.com. That's R-I-G-H-T-S-I-D-E-O-F-5-0 at gmail.com or call 470-330-1426. Each one encourage one. aquaponics, planting seeds to grow food and creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact this nonprofit organization at www.abundantharvestaquaponics.org. I'm so glad to have Tasha Brown with us today on My Story Living with Lupus. She's here to tell her story, a survivor's story of living with breast cancer. How are you today, Tasha? I am good. How are y'all today? I'm so glad that you are able and took the time out to join me today. Yes, I'm so I'm so excited. I, I'm loving it. I've been, I'm loving to speak to people and help people and give them awareness about breast cancer. Yes. Tasha, I want to ask you a few questions. When mm-hmm. when were you diagnosed? Um, I was. And what age were you diagnosed with breast cancer? Okay, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in May of last year. And I was um, 45, yes, what, what stage were you diagnosed with? I believe I was, I found out after they did all the tests, I was um, stage three, aggressive breast cancer. Now. Stage three. Yes, stage three. How, um, go ahead. Um, stage three is, and a fancy breast cancer is, um, it's almost close to four, and it's, um, it was critical for me to catch it before it spread. Yes. Mm-hmm. How, how was the cancer initially detected? Okay. What, I ha- what happened was I had my breast swell up. I went to the hospital initially, and believe it or not, they told me I had an infection. Um, but me being who I am, I began to pray and say, let me check more into it. And I called this this doctor office, and her name was Dr. B. And she, um, they got me in really, really quick. And as soon as she seen it, she said, you have breast cancer. She said, now we just need to take testing to find out what stage of breast cancer it was. So she worked really quick. She didn't waste no time. Yes. How did you feel when you when you initially received that news that you had breast cancer? 
funny thing is, some people will cry or, you know, scream and um, everything. When she told me, me and my husband looked at each other and um, we didn't say too much. Um, I got in the car and I said this, and I have to be honest, I said, I'm not going to blame God. I'm not going to question God, but I believe in my healing. And that's how I left it. And my mind, my body, and my soul kept on believing that I will get through this. So I didn't um, cry. I didn't break down. I just began to hold on to my faith. Really did. I held on to my faith. So Tell us. that's what I did. Tell us about your treatment process. Um, when we when we started the chemo, because they started chemo first, um, the chemo was very rough because they said the medicine that they give you, me being the age of forty five, it attacked your your bones. So therefore, with the chemo, it was rough. I couldn't get out the bed. Um, I couldn't move. I did lose my hair. Um. But chemo was really, really rough. When I say um, with you feeling like it made you feel, it made me feel like I was either in my 70s or my 80s. I couldn't function. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do nothing I wanted to do. So I was really almost dead down most of the time. And um, it was it was really, really rough. But it, it was worth it because... I started the the chemo, and a week later, my breath started going down. Wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say this because I watch you on Instagram. And when I look at you, sometimes I'm going through a bad ride. And I look at your smile. And that gives me energy to get on up and do what I have to do. I have, I have to give that to you and that you, you're a woman of faith. But I had to let you know that when I'm down, you lift me up. You encourage me to keep moving on, to keep pushing on. Now, were there any programs or services offered to you? Um, this is the thing where I say that everything that was a blessing to me is when I went to Dr. B, because we're going to do some things together, me and my breast doctor, um, the, her, 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 her office made sure that that I my way, I mean, I'm from my chemo doctor made sure um, that I, I was hooked up to the right places. So Northside Hospital actually gave 100% insurance uh, where they paid for everything from it. And it, it was a, it, I say it was a blessing, it was because um, keeping, and after I did the chemo, they removed my, my left breast. And then I had to do radiology for 29 days. So that was very costly. My husband had to drive me, and I, I lived 30 minutes away from where I had to get treatment from. So 
with that being said, it, it was they made sure I had a shot, they made sure um, I had gas cards, they made sure I got there. And, and the reason why I say this, a lot of times I end up looking into it, a lot of times people give up because they don't have the help. So now my, my, my key is to help people understand it is help out there for you. Um, no matter what you do, is help out there for you. So I don't want nobody to ever think that they can't get help with um, breast cancer or any kind of sickness, yes. Now, is there a family history of cancer? Okay. Um, my aunt died of breast cancer, um, but she was my on my mom's side and... Um, I don't know too much about my mom's side. She died of breast cancer. I did know that. Um, my grandmom that raised me on the back side, she had breast cancer, but she ended up getting healed from breast cancer. So when this came up, it was kind of a shock to me. But I do, I do know this. When I was younger, at the age of 14, I had a baker cyst taken out. At the age of 21, I had a cyst taken out of that same breast. And later on, I end up getting breast cancer, but it is a, a genetic test that I am some people to take because they can tell you ahead of time. They can tell you ahead of time. It's a new test. They can tell you um, if breast cancer is in your body, um, um, what kind of cells that go on in your body. So I am telling people about the genetic testing. It is a good test. And I still took it afterwards, after they removed my breast, to make sure that I didn't have um, the um, the cell that, that carried on to my children. Now, um, African Americans have the highest death rate and shortest survival of any racial and ethnic group in the U.S. for most cancers. What is it that you would tell women of color? What is the one thing you would tell women of color to do each and every year? I would tell them each and every year, no matter what it takes, to go get the mammogram um, and fight for it because African-American, I just out from my chemo doctor. African-American women is um, the top weight that pass away from breast cancer. And a lot of people don't know that. Uh, I found out from her, and she began to tell me that a lot of times they leave because of the assurance or the cost of it, but it is, it is free to get a mammogram in certain places. I always post it, especially in October. Because October is breast cancer awareness, they have a lot of trucks and they have a lot of clinics. So for women, and African American women, please go get checked. Is because I I really want African American women to know that we have a voice and we need to live to help somebody else. Yes. And this is why I'm fighting for. This is why I'm telling women, no matter what. It's help out there for you. And this is why I say to people that are fighting it, that want to give up, call me. I will speak life into you. So my 
main thing to tell people is please go get a mammogram every year. If you feel funny in your breast or in your body, just go get checked because you don't know what's going on. And in these days, there's so much going on. And sometimes in the world, um, combined us with all the things that we're going through and we forget to go get checked. But I'm asking them to please go get checked because it's critical for them to get checked. Because it is a lot of them passing away from breast cancer. Yes, it is. Because I even read about the where people don't know she was African American. She was 17. And she passed away with breast cancer. And from them not taking to the doctor thinking it was not nothing, she ended up having breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, now, you know that um, not only women get breast cancer, so do men. And yes, they do. it's important for men, too, to be checked because my ex-next-door neighbor um, died from breast cancer, and I would go over to his house every day and repack where they had taken out the breast tissue. I would repack that area for him because he told me that he could not stand to see it open. So it's important for men to to get checked. Tasha, besides your family, what other support network did you have or what was offered to you? Um, they had um, group, um, group, um, a group thing for women and, um, for, to, you know, just to talk. Um, it's, it's breast cancer awareness groups. Um, they had in Canton and um, different places of Atlanta. I did not um, do it. I ended up um, holding more onto, and I have to be very honest, onto my faith. Um, people on, you know, my Instagram, other ones with cancer, we kind of, you know, life into each other. Um, so that's how I, I, I pretty much survived my um, breast cancer, um, and I did a lot of I did a lot of planning, a lot of studying, and um, learning about it. Um, so I didn't get a chance to do too many groups um, this time, but they do have groups to help you. It's a group called Sister Sister for Cancer. Um, they said that's a very good group. Um, the cancer, the cancer aware group is a one eight hundred number. Um, that's a group. But in that, um, truthfully, I really did lean more on me and my husband and my children, and I just pretty much prayed myself through because it, it actually went quicker than thought it was supposed to went. So I'm um, stuck really quick. That's, that's the only thing I can say. Mm-hmm. Where could my listening audience get in contact with you on social media? Uh, 
um, I have a page called Beautifully Chosen by Tasha um, Lamb, and then I have it also on Facebook, Beautifully Chosen by Tasha on Facebook. And I know a lot of times people say why I say Beautifully Chosen. The reason why I put Beautifully Chosen by Tasha, somebody else can put their own name on it. Um, because I want people to know that you're beautiful no matter what you go through. Um, no matter which means or no matter sickness you're going through, you are beautiful, you are chosen, and you have a purpose. So they can get in touch with me anytime they need to. Mm-hmm. And do you have any last motivational words for the audience who are going through with cancer, and not yes, only cancer, I, breast cancer. Yes. I do want to say this to the women that's going through breast cancer, and I say this all the time. No matter how hard it gets, know that this is your purpose and that you can survive through it. And every time you look at yourself in the mirror, look and speak to yourself. You know, you are beautiful. You are somebody. You are going to make it. You are going to survive. And this is just a testimony that you got to go through. And to be uplifted, no matter when you look down and see your scar, you know you have made it because you can breathe. You can wake up. You can walk. You can kiss your kids. You can see your friends. So I really, truly want them to be encouraged. And I do know it is hard when they look and they only have one breast or they got both breasts that's taken off or they're going through treatments and they can't walk or they're going through treatments and they feel like they can't make it or they, their hair is not the same. You are beautiful. You are unique. I need you to hold your head up and understand that there's people here that can help you, motivate you, to let you know that you got this thing, you're beautiful, you're successful, you got your destiny is coming and I truly just want them to know that I love you and I understand what you're going through that's pretty much it well Tasha Brown thank you so much for joining me on my story living with lupus it has been motivational it has been informative and I thank you so very much Tasha Thank you. Thank you for having me. And you be encouraged. And I love to look at everything you're doing. And I just tell you, you motivate me as well. So you keep going. And I encourage you to keep on doing what you're doing because you're a blessing and you're helping a lot of people. Thank you so much, Tasha. Thank you. If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus.
he's Detroit's own author, Henry Long, to purchase an autographed copy of his book and to purchase his e-book, go to writepath247.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-P-A-T-H-247.com. You can also follow him on Instagram at writepath 247 be ashamed of a scar. It simply means you were stronger than whatever tried to hurt you. Promise me you'll always remember you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter Susan Hendricks. Thank you for joining for another episode of my story, Living with Lupus. I'll see you next week where we'll discuss the common causes for lupus patients to be hospitalized. Ladies, expressed on my story living with lupus podcast represents each person's individual experience by listening to this podcast or reading our blog you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you.